Hi, and welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast. I am your host and the founder of Brave Parenting, Kelly Newcomb, and this is where you'll get the encouragement, insight, and information you need to raise children of character and our culture saturated with media and technology. And we call it Brave Parenting because it takes a lot of courage and hard work to not only stay on top of changing technology, but then discern how to incorporate that into your family's life. Therefore, our ultimate goal here is to keep you educated and equipped to raise your tech-savvy kids. Welcome to today's show. Today, we're going to be taking a look about how screens impact speech and language development. This is an area I believe that more parents are really thinking about, especially those raising little kids now that screens are so ubiquitous. But we really aren't sure of what that impact is and how much of our own choices are playing a role in our child's speech and language development. To help answer these questions, we have a special guest, Marie Bowers. She is a speech and language pathologist. Marie has a degree in communication disorders with a minor in psychology and a master's degree in speech language pathology from Abilene Christian University. Marie has been working as a speech language pathologist for almost 15 years, working primarily with pediatrics throughout her career. She has served as a campus speech and language pathologist, working often with special needs populations and life skills. Marie has been married for almost 15 years and is the brave parent of two awesome and amazing kids. Welcome to the show, Marie. Hi, Kelly. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. So as a speech pathologist, let's kind of dive into these questions so that we as parents can know um, exactly what that impact of screens are on our language development and speech development. What type of shifts or changes are being seen in young children's speech and language development now that screens have been so um, ubiquitous? Wow, that's a great question. I, I think over time, we're seeing children having difficulty developing language as they are increasing their use of screen time. I think speech pathologists across the board are concerned about screen time use, especially in young children. There's the American Academy of Pediatrics that's also recommending, you know, less screen time. We are seeing definite changes and speech delays coming from the use of screens. Yeah. So specifically, what maybe is something that we're seeing, um, or maybe a parent may even see, of how it's affecting their ability to communicate? Well, it's definitely affecting their overall language development, which includes speech, which is the sounds that they make, language, which is the words that they use, also pragmatic use of language, which is how they use their language socially to interact with other people. And all of those things combined has really affected their overall ability to communicate. So using screens isn't always necessarily the best to teach those things to our children. They are having less and less ability to um, learn those things that they need to learn over time. Studies have shown that each 30-minute increase in handheld screen time translates to a 49% increased risk of speech delay. Wow. Yeah. And what about, like, I know I see as an adult talking with even teenagers, right? We're not even talking about our youngest of ages. I'm seeing a lot in their body language. Are we seeing that in young kids as well and they're changed the way they're communicating? Yes. Even their 
that part of the pragmatic language where kids are, we're having a difficult time. We're seeing kids who have a difficult time, you know, having correct eye gaze where they look up at the adult that they're speaking to or appropriately shifting their body as you normally would when you were speaking to somebody because when you use a screen and you're looking down all the time, you don't have to do that. You know, a lot of times, you know, you'll talk to a child and they're playing their game or whatever, and they don't even look up at you if they answer at all. And so that lack of use of proper body position is impact on language because language is not just talking. It's also how we are interacting with the listener. And so those things are also lost. Wow. So, you know, discussing this early and excessive screen time, I immediately think of, of parents as well. You said just now, you know, when a kid's on their device, they don't always even look up. And I had the experience last night, which I'm so guilty of. We as parents all have these moments. But I was being talked to by one of my children. And I had just received like a bunch of text messages. And so I was looking at them. And so I looked up and I said, what did you say? And they called me out immediately and said, you weren't even listening to me. You didn't look at me. And I felt really guilty. <laughs> so let's talk about that. What about parents? Um, is the amount of time that we're looking at our screen versus engaging with our child and impacting their, how is that impacting their speech and language development? It definitely is. And I, I understand that. I mean, we, our phones are everything we need these days. We keep our grocery list on it. We keep everything on it. And so it definitely is impacting them. I was reading um, about a study done at the University of Virginia and then also um, Northwestern in 2010. They did similar studies. And there was a little video to teach vocabulary. And they were trying to determine if children were learning from the screen at all. And come to find out, 0% of language was gathered from screen time. The only way a child was learning any sort of words or picking up spoken language was when an adult was actively engaged with them and talking to them. And so, and looking at them, sharing joint attention, that's when, you know, your eye gaze is on your child and you're talking to them. And so when we're staring down at our screen and doing the same thing, like, oh yeah, yeah, that's great. When we're not having joint attention with the child, it also affects them. Yeah. I think when I think of joint attention, you know, so often we want to give that joint attention where we're focusing fully on them. Um, but we're just as distracted. What about co-viewing content with them? How important is that? Yes, it's definitely important. If you think about two people sitting on a couch and they're both looking down at their screen, they're not, and one child may have headphones on even, they're not interacting with each other. But um, if you sit down and you watch, you know, a quality program that you of your choosing, and you can point to the screen. You can talk about colors on the screen with your child. You can still engage with them while they're interacting with the television. Co-viewing like that is so important as opposed to, you know, you're both sitting down and looking down at your own devices because you're, you're separated. There's no interaction there. Right. I think that's a big difference when you're maybe together on the couch watching the television, which is obviously a lot further away. It's sort of a public group viewing, if you will. Versus that right. personal screen. I think that's a lot of where we're, we're getting tricked into thinking that it's the same, but it's not because it's just that personal one-on-one, -on -one, you and the screen versus right. multiple people together. Would you agree? I agree. And that handheld screen time is definitely where the increased risk of speech mm. like comes from. Yeah, yeah. So I think about, 
I think about the grocery store because I know that as a parent of, you know, now all of mine are, are teenagers, but when they were young, I really enjoyed bringing my littles, sitting them in the cart and talking to them while I walked through the grocery store, just sort of being silly. It was a great little time where they were sort of my captive audience to talk to because they, you know, were strapped in. And now what we're seeing is a lot of kids are on the screen. Yes. Yes, they are. And you're right. It is such a great time for language learning. You can, again, they're strapped in. And they teach them so many things. You know, you have a lot of joint attention. You can talk about the colors and, you know, older kids can mark things off of a list for you. Take a written list and, you know, let them mark it out as you go and be your helper. And as you are just going down the aisle, you can just take time to really, really talk to them. And also, you know, teaches a lot of patience and waiting and things like that. And Absolutely. Yeah, that's tons of good character to learn there. Okay. So knowing how engrossed and dependent we as parents are on our phones, because, you know, everything from banking to work to that grocery shopping to checking in at doctor's offices, now it's all right there on our phone. What are some ways parents can still accomplish, you know, our needed tasks that have to be done on our phone, but while still mitigating the risk to their children? You know, that's a good question because, again, like we said earlier, you know, our phones are something that we're using all the time for everything. A lot of times I tell parents, you know, a free play for your children is okay, too. You can set them in a safe environment, of course, while you're monitoring them, but allow them to play alone. Blocks for small children are really good. Legos, as they get older, um, appropriate size Legos, of course, as they get older, and also a lot of the things that you teach um, through Brave Parenting, where you talk about telling your child actively what you're doing, like, oh, I'm just going to, mommy's going to check her email. And as you're doing that, you can still talk to them like, oh, and, and tell them exactly what you're doing the whole time. And you're engaging them yeah, as, as you do it. And again, with email, you don't always have to be available immediately or with text messages. It's something we have to train our own selves to do. <laughs> You know, and I know you tell that in, in your yes. in your work too. I think that I think that that's a big thing. I think we as adults have um, allowed ourselves to be instantly available, and I think that's really to our not only our detriment but to our children's because when we feel like I have to respond to this text message as soon as it comes in, that joint attention it's hard to keep that if yeah. you're constantly checking. I recommend to parents who who come to me and really have, are struggling with this to to maybe make it so that you're checking once an hour to you know train your friends, train those you uh, maybe are in a group with or even your own mother <laughs> maybe to basically say I'm going to reply at the top of every hour. You know, that's when my kids are going to know I'm going to take 5 minutes. I'm going to answer questions over the text message, I'm going to respond. And if you really need me, call me because I think when we can train others to know how available we truly are, that's a gift to our child. Because it means we're giving them maybe 55 minutes of our attention and then only yes. five to our phones. Yes, I, I 100% agree. And when you have little bitties, a lot of times they, or mine did, sometimes would take a nap. <laughs> and I would use that nap time while they were sleeping to try to get a few things done so that I wasn't always yeah. on my phone. You know, when they were little toddlers, yeah, abso- I was chasing them around. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. 
And I do love, and I still do this with my teenagers, is to talk about exactly what I'm doing on my phone. Um, Because now that they have phones, I don't want them to think that I am maybe using it in any sort of inappropriate ways that, of course, I don't want them to be doing. So I'll often say, oh, this is who I'm texting. Oh, this is what I'm checking. This is what I'm doing. Um, Just because I want them to be able to model that same behavior back to me. Just an open, this is, hey, this is how we use our phones in this productive manner. And if we ever stop doing that, well, then there might be concern of what are, you know, we doing on our phones that we're not willing to, to share with one another. Yes. And I think that also teaches them great communication skills because you're able to communicate, you know, here's what I'm doing and here's what's going to happen next. And that, that's great communication skills and skills that our children as they grow and use technology, they're going to need that. Absolutely. Um, that ability to recognize, you know, I need to communicate this exactly so that the listener knows. Mm-hmm. We mentioned earlier the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations for screen time. So that is no screen time under 18 months old. Um, Between 18 months and two years, they say 30 minutes of high quality and co-viewed content. And between 18 months and two years, one hour, but again, high quality and co-viewed content. Mm -hmm. To some, this seems really strict and impossible, but to others, it may even seem like too much. What do you feel is um, the best recommendation for parents? Well, my personal opinion is that I think I would definitely stick to what the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends. I wouldn't do any more. I think less is always better when it comes to screen time, um, especially with babies and toddlers in that age group. They just, they really need human interaction in order to develop their language skills. Um, And so I think that it's important to uh, reduce it as much as you can. And if you never start, if you never start giving your toddler, you know, your phone when you're in a grocery store, or if you never start putting the television on in the car when you're riding to school instead of just talking or whatever, they don't know the difference. Right. They just won't know that they're missing out. And they'll create things in their in their own way to occupy themselves. They will. Um, you can give them things to draw with and things like that. But Again, when they're drawing, you can be interacting with them. What are you drawing? Oh, tell me about that. And so I think that's important. Again, and also, I can't stress enough to co-view with your children and interact with them if they are using the screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, co-viewing, it's so huge. I think also, when they get older and the screen becomes an even more dominant part of their life because it's being used for school, it's how they're communicating with friends, whatever standard you set when they are young, is truly going to roll over. So it's very much like whatever seeds you sow, you're going to reap when they become um, at middle school and high school aged. Because if you allowed screen time, maybe every day, and maybe you allowed video games as, as maybe they were in elementary school, they're going to continue to want that on an everyday basis. But like for my kids, we've always set a no screens at all Monday through Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, that is the time that we have entertainment and video games. But, you know, during the academic week, there's just none of that. And that's the standard. It's okay, because that's the standard we've set from the beginning. Yeah, that's so interesting. That is the same rule in our house, too. We have zero screens during the academic week. And then on the weekends, you know, we, we do allow them to use them and have, you know, have fun. because, And, and that's okay, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the boundaries that you set for your kids 
those are important. And you got to stick to them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I definitely think that most adults can agree that we are seeing a shift in their language, not just in the sense that they may be talking and sort of uh, abbreviated slang terms in the way that they text, but in that um, body language that you mentioned earlier. So I really um, encourage parents of littles, of young ones, um, or if maybe that's not you, but you know of someone um, who is raising a little and you are concerned maybe about that child's speech and language development, to really encourage them to cut down on screens, to help them develop their their words, their pragmatic language, to have that joint attention, to co-view. What are any other last bits of wisdom that you can share with our brave parents that are listening? Oh, thank you. I think that it is so important, like you said, to take often, to reduce screen time as much as you can, talk to your babies, engage with them, read them actual books, do as much as you can, promote speech and language. And then if you are, as they um, become 18 months, two years old, if you're concerns. Early intervention is key. So you can always talk to your pediatrician or a local speech pathologist that you find, and they can help you kind of determine your path. But again, if you're concerned, try to reduce that screen time as much as you can. Another thing I want to mention, too, that I have noticed is sometimes grandparents, um, when they're keeping kids, they don't always engage as much. They may be disengaged, you know, looking on their phone as well. And I just want to encourage them to interact as much as possible too. Um, I think there's mutual benefits for people um, as they're aging to also reduce their screen time um, and interact as much as possible. I think it's so, so important. Oh, I love that. I I agree that we are even seeing our Mm -hmm. older generation, honestly, be just as absorbed into the news, into um, even social media platforms sometimes. I know very many um, adults who are grandparents who could sit all day and just sort of look at their phone um, and, and engage with that. And what a what a loss <laughs> for their grandchildren to to not be able to talk to them and and see them meet them eye to eye. I've been thinking that too, so I'm so glad that that you said that. That is it is really important for grandparents as well to be encouraging that speech and language and just communication, just good old fashioned communication. Yes, and it's so good for them, too. I, I think it's important for their brains as we age to continue to use all the skills we have um, and not let that go by the wayside. Absolutely. It's not just our kids' brains that can turn to mush if they have too much screen time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marie. This has been awesome. I hope that everyone um, really was encouraged to not only just take a deeper look at children and how these screens are affecting their speech and language development, but also our behaviors. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. If you miss anything in the show you want to learn more, or if you have any questions or stories that you'd like to share with Marie, we would love to hear them. You can email them to podcast at braveparenting.net. For an in-depth look about how you can build strong character using this technology that kids love, pick up a copy of our book, Managing Media, creating character available on Amazon. And don't forget to subscribe if you are listening on iTunes, Google, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Share this podcast with your friends who have littles. Make sure they know and are encouraged in this way. Thank you so much for listening to the Brave Parenting Podcast, where we believe that character is greater than media and every child needs a brave parent willing to set a new standard. Until next week, 
go and be brave.